are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locks On podcast network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? Always wonderful. And might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got a whole bunch to talk about today. I want to talk about the breaking news that the Marlins did today. I want to talk about the the players who won the MVP and the Cy Young because we're going to look at my predictions and see how I matched up compared to the people who actually won the award. And then we got the finale, that talk with Paven Smith. I'm going to drop part three. That's going to be the second segment today. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I'll read to the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Don't forget to follow me at CreatorThomas24 at Creator Thomas on Twitter for my personal, at LockedOnDiamondbacks on Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Don't forget to go to BuiltBar.com, where if you use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. And finally, don't forget to go to Lockdown NBA. They're doing their NBA mock drafts right now. Chad Bradford, Jeremy Wu, David Locke, even more personalities and analysts giving you the best insight you can on the NBA mock draft. So check that out on Lockdown NBA. Now, a lot I just said, so let's get right into it. I know I just did a bunch of promotions, but let's jump right into it. And let's first talk about my predictions. Uh, you know what? No, that's not that's not the important news today. The important news today is what the Marlins did because they hired a new GM today. They hired Kim and G, and it wasn't just a big deal because, uh, you know, it's the Marlins hiring their GM. It's a big deal because this, she, yes, she is the first woman GM not in baseball, but in North American sports for any, you know, predominantly male team of any major North American sports. It's baseball, football, hockey, basketball. She is the first, and that is just shattering the glass. So we have to shine light on this. This is a huge step in sports. It just makes you realize, like, how far and how antiquated we are still as a society. This woman's been working in baseball her whole career, 30 years it took her for to for her to get to this point she interned as in the white Sox front office back in her youth she worked as an assistant gm with the yankees from 98 to 2001 this is something that she's been doing for a majority of her life and it's still crazy that's taken you know not just baseball but sports 30 years well just 30 years in her career it's taken you know a lot more years longer than that i mean baseball has been around since the late 1800s early 1900s and they've never had a female gm it's still so insane to think how how just antiquated we start still are in society as i said before the fact that we still have to have all these 
prefaces before we say someone's been hired. The fact that we still have to say, oh, first black coach to do this, first black GM to do this, first minority person to do this, first woman to do this. It's so crazy that we still have to have so many prefaces before we have to say something. You can't just say, hey, the, this is the team's accomplishment. A lot of times you have to preface it team by saying an individual's accomplishment based on their race ethnicity religion it's really crazy and we just saw this too in basketball doris burke just became like the highest uh female uh broadcaster to to do a i think a finals game where she did it on espn radio that that's again breaking the mold so it's crazy that it's 2020 sports have been around for you know 50 to 100 years and women still don't have this high regard in sports they still don't have too many high-ranking positions it's still crazy that women in sports are still so looked at as you know people who or, or people who necessarily don't have a great background they may just be doing it because they're pretty or you just assume some people still assume women don't know what they're talking about when it comes to sports and let me just say I went to the Walker, Walter Cronkite School of Journalism here in Arizona State, and there's a lot of female journalists and sports reporters in my classes just throughout that school. And let me tell you, the, the guys that I see on Twitter, they have no knowledge compared to most of these females I work with through Arizona State University and Walter Cronkite. So many of those girls in that newsroom are just so knowledgeable. They love sports just as much. More often than not, more than most of those guys in there, a lot of the guys just do it because they like sports and it's just something easy to do. For women, they, they're way more passionate about it most of the time when they're going into sports than a man is because they have to fight so much harder to get that respect. They have to fight so much harder to, to get the same perspective from uh, men that you know men get from each other. You know they, they have to always prove themselves and always prove that they know what they're talking about when it comes to sports. But for men, a lot of times they could just say whatever they want. They'll just be called a hot, you know, a hot take artist. We'll, we'll just say, hey, who knows what that guy's talking about? But we don't look at them like we do a woman. If a guy doesn't always talk about, we just say that guy's dumb. But if a woman doesn't know what she's talking about. Uh, we'll, we'll say she just got it because of her pretty face, not because she might know a lot of other stuff when it comes to sports. Maybe it's just a bad take, but we just automatically assume that she did something. It wasn't based on her merits. That's why she got the position. That's, that's still the obstacle so many women face in sports. For them, it's not meritocracy. We, or it's not meritocracy from our perspective always. From their perspective, it's more of a meritocracy than almost anything because they always have to prove themselves and they always have to overcome so many obstacles and anything they get is more earned than anything I'm definitely getting when it comes to sports. But from our perspective, we always think that maybe they did something else to not get it, that it wasn't merit-based. That might have just been because of their looks or something along those lines. And that's just not right. We have to treat women with the same respect when it comes to sports. And that just goes across all industries as well. And so Right now, this is great that the Marlins did this. This is great that it shattered the mold, but it shouldn't have taken this long. Women have been around a lot longer than the Marlins have, and it shouldn't have taken this long for a North American sports team to hire a woman in such you know regard because we've seen so many men ruin sports teams, and it's not a gender-based thing. It's, it's a thing of knowledge. It's a thing of research. It's a thing of passion and motivation, and are you good at what you do? Do you take your job seriously? And I'm more than sure that this woman is qualified to do what she does because she's been doing it for over 30 years and she has not quit yet. She hasn't been able to get her first opportunity till just now and I'm sure she's going to do a great job in it. 
And I'm, and I'm happy for the Marlins organization to do it. I'm glad that it was Derek Jeter who hired her, who saw her as an assistant GM with the Yankees from 98 to 01. And now he gets to bring her on as a full-time GM. I just think that's a great story. And it shouldn't just be a great story because it should be how America is. should be how we keep progressing and we keep moving forward because we have to as a society. We're, we're still so far back in our thinking. I mean... You just see it across social media. You just see it in life. Still so many people with so many backwards ideals and and ideologies and perspectives that you just say, are you from the 1800s? Are you from the 1500s? Like, that's not how the world works anymore. And just so sad to see. So uh, I'm glad to see Kim got this job, but she shouldn't be the first woman to do this. But hopefully this is the first step. I'm hoping she's a big time success. So it could open the doors for new women in sports down the line. Now, we got that out the way. Now, let's get to my predictions real quick because I was pretty good. I only did the MVP and the Cy Young predictions. I didn't do I didn't do Manager of the Year. I didn't do, uh, what's the other one? I didn't do Rookie of the Year. Just MVP and Cy Young. So, let's see how I did. So, AL MVP. I said Jose Abreu, and guess who won? Jose Abreu. So, one for one on that. Jose Abreu definitely deserved it. He got 374 votes compared to Jose Ramirez with 303 in second place. 21st place votes for Abreu. Eight second place votes for Ramirez. And DJ LeMayu got one first place vote. Now, we go to the NL MVP. I said it. This one was even bigger landslide than the AL. I said Freddie Freeman was going to win it. His numbers were just insane across the board. He just had better numbers than anyone else in the National League, and he won it. I said Mookie Betts should have finished second because I said, I actually said I didn't even know if Manny Machado was the the MVP on his own team, and look at that. Manny Machado, 221 votes. Fernando Tatis, 201, so they were neck and neck, and Freddie Freeman ended up with 410 compared to Mookie Betts in second place with 268. 28 first place votes for Freddie Freeman. Two first place votes for Mookie Betts. That was it. No one else got a first place vote. The top three candidates got first place vote in the AL. Only the top two in the National League. And then we look at the Cy Young voting in the American League. I said Shane Bieber was going to win the Cy Young. But I also said Maeda was going to be second. And I said Ryu was going to be third. I was pretty much spot on with these. Uh, in the AL, I'm not too sure with the MVP voting. I would have to go back and look who I had in second and third. I have a feeling. I have a feeling I might have put DJ Mayu in second. But outside of that, NL MVP, I got the order right. Freeman, Mookie Betts, Manny Machado. AL Cy Young, I got the order right. Bieber, Maeda, Ryu. But now let's look at the NL Cy Young voting. And I got this one right again. I said Trevor Bauer was going to win Cy Young. I said Darvish was going to be second. I said DeGrom was going to be third. It was pretty easy. All you have to do is go and look at the numbers. The numbers didn't lie when it came to this. It pretty much went by the numbers. Now, the AL was kind of a little bit more difficult because you had to decide between Mayu and Ramirez. I think that was a little bit closer. But for all these other races, I don't think it was that close. I think it was pretty easy to decide who was 1, 2, 3. And that's why I was so spot on on this. And Bauer, he got 201. Uh, He got 201 votes. Darvish, 123. DeGrom, 89. 27 first place votes for Bauer. Three for Darvish and zero for DeGrom. So only the top two got a vote. Got a first place vote in the National League, Cy Young. And I didn't even tell you about the votes in the American League, Cy Young. Bieber got 210. 92 for Maeda. And Ryu got 51. 30 first place votes for Bieber. So he got all of them. No one else got a vote in the American League for first place. And you can't really blame them. Bieber took home the... 
American League Triple Crown when it comes to pitching, and he was dominant. He was definitely the best pitcher in baseball this season. So looking at that, looking at the award, the voters got it right, and I got it right. I predicted them all correctly. So next time I tell you guys something's going to happen, you better go to Vegas, and you better put some money down on my predictions. Coming up, I'll drop part three of the finale between Paven Smith and I, our continued conversation. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy. That's why I love them. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious guy like me because they help me lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com right now because they reset their promo code for this relaunch. You can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKDOWN, you'll get 20% off. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Here's the continued conversation, the finale between Paven Smith and I. Before we go today, Paven, I want to know, I heard this little story about you paying off your parents' mortgage. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, after I got drafted playing my short season, I was talking to my agent about, you know, a Christmas gift to give to my parents, you know, to like tell them thank you because I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have gotten drafted without them. So I... You know, we were talking and we were like, okay, we could get him like a nice vacation. And, or the like mortgage was on the table. And we were like, yes, it's very expensive, but like, you know, nothing will show you more more gratitude uh, to them. And you wouldn't have this money if it wasn't for them anyway. So, uh, you know, kind of was talking with my mom, you know, just a random conversation. And I was basically just talking about mortgage in general, because I was like, if I get a house, like, what does that look like? And she was like, well, our mortgage, we're still paying it off. Like, I didn't even know that it was like 30 years of paying off the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, yeah, we still have a, like 12 years to go on our mortgage. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, what? Mortgage is ridiculous. Yeah. Or I don't even know how many years it was. So once she said that, I was like, that's a sign that I should probably do that. So uh, got it all set up and opened it on Christmas Day. It was pretty special. Yeah. I mean, mortgage and the idea of long-term bills because I'm only 23 so I'm like right around your age and I haven't really gone too much into that look into life insurance and all that jazz you know when you're really an adult so I haven't looked too hard into that but it's a great story to hear about your mortgage and I'm looking at your little signing bonus right now I'm not trying to get into your pockets but that five million dollar signing bonus from the D-backs sounds a lot better than the two million you were asking for out of high school so I'm sure yeah, so paid off yeah, I'm sure that helped a lot. The advice from my parents, yeah. Yeah, if you do it again, do you think you go to college every time? Are you glad that you made that decision instead of going to... Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I think it prepared me for, you know, where I am today. I don't think without going to college, I'd have a tough time, you know, getting on this podcast and, like, being able to, you know, have an interview like this. Uh, I was I always struggled with that in high school, but college kind of forced you to come out of your shell and, you know, be on your own and... You know, your, your mom and dad aren't there to help you through everything. So you kind of have to figure it all out. And 
on top of that, uh, you know, winning a national championship, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. You know, the feeling of going to that College World Series and, and winning has always had a special place in my heart. So definitely no regrets going to uh, University of Virginia. Yeah, I mean, winning the College World Series does sound like a great time. And I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. It looks like you had the game-winning hit in Game 2 of the World Series. I mean, how, how did you set that up? What was going? What was the situation like, if you remember, that set up your game-winning hit? Yeah, it was actually – it was Game 3. It was the final game. Uh, I was actually – we were down 2 nothing, and I was, we were facing Walker Bueller from Vanderbilt. Mm. He was the Dodgers, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And – he threw me like an 87 mile an hour changeup and I hit a home run to tie it 2 2. And I get back in the dugout and I was like, why would he throw me an 87 mile an hour changeup when this guy throws 97? And in college, you don't see 97 very often or mm-hmm. 98. So the 87 mile an hour changeup is a little bit of a gift and got to tie it up. And then later in the game, uh, they brought in a lefty when uh, Adam Hazley on second base and, you know, I hit it through the through the six hole over to left field. So, to give us a lead, which was pretty cool. I was struggling a little bit coming into that game, so to be able to deliver in the biggest moment was pretty cool. I mean, you were dealing with the UCL injury. No wonder you were probably struggling. Apparently, you were quoting <laughs> well, James Andrews. No excuse was, for that. <laughs> yeah, it was no holding on by a thread. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't hurt when I hit, so it was all about the hitting. Okay, yeah, because I know they always say in sports, like, if you're on the field, then you have no excuses. But, hey, I think if you're still trying to play through an injury, I could give you a little bit of a cushion, you know. But uh, (laughs) you had a pretty solid rookie season, Paven. You look like you have a bright future, seventh overall pick in the draft. I'm excited. uh, And I hope, you know, they keep the DH rule. Uh, Yeah, I did want to ask you real quick, uh, like, with the new rules in baseball, do you think they should keep some of the new rules, like the DH rule? What was your feeling about that when baseball implemented it? Because I'm always in favor of the universal DH. I never understood why both leagues had two different rules when it came to the DH. So what was your feeling about it? Do you think the National League should keep the DH, or do you want to go back to seeing pitchers hit? Uh, I think they should keep the DH. I think it gives uh, another player like like myself – an opportunity to get into the lineup with, you know, if like Christian Walker needed a day at first or Peralta needed a day at left, I can go out and play left field or I could DH. So it gives me more of an opportunity to, to play every day. Uh, so I'm always in favor of that. Yeah, I hope we keep the DH too because we need an extra bat, I think, in the Dimebacks lineup. And you could be the missing piece, honestly. I think the Dimebacks need one more power bat, one more guy in the middle of the lineup. And you could be that missing piece missing piece as the DH so hopefully it works out for you next season hopefully you know you get a little spring training and you can make your mark and hopefully possibly be in that opening day starting lineup because you had a pretty good 2020 and I'm excited to see what 2021 holds for you honestly yeah thank you I appreciate it I'm looking forward to it as well yeah no worries do you want to give any last remarks before we head out today maybe you want to shout out your Twitter or Instagram handle you know just plug whatever you want to plug right now uh shout out my uh fiance are getting married in a month december mm. 11th so uh that would be fun i don't need to give my i mean my instagram <laughs> is psmith24 if you want to follow me that's great but uh i don't really look at twitter all that much because bad stuff goes on on twitter people yell at you and have a lot of hate so i don't really look at twitter as much <laughs> yeah i thought you're about to shout out the addy of where your wedding is gonna be i thought you're gonna tell the fans <laughs> to hop on 
No, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, how's that going to work? How is your wedding going to work? Because obviously we're in a pandemic. So you guys trying to right. do the whole social distance thing or just keep it real small? Like, how are you guys going about it right now with your plan? Uh, well, we have it in Florida, so they're not exactly limiting us that much. But people mm-hmm. definitely having less people come because, I mean, people from across the country aren't going to fly uh, as much to, to come over. But we're hoping everything goes smoothly and uh, we can stay safe. All right. Well, best of luck to you, man. Hope you have a great wedding day. And thank you for hopping on the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast today. Officially the second Diamondback on the pod. And before I go, I told you I had to get this question in. We had Riley Smith on a couple of weeks ago. So we need to know, are you two brothers? <laughs> uh, no, we're not brothers. But, you know, we came up uh, through every level of system together. So it kind of feels like uh, we're becoming that. All right, that's Paven Smith of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Paven, thank you for hopping on today's pod. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Your team every day. Come back next week for more Diamondbacks news, coverage, and insight. Go back to any pods you might have missed this week to catch up on them. Thank you to Paven Smith for hopping on the pods this week. Always greatly appreciated it whenever we could bring an Arizona Diamondback onto the pod. And as always, I hope everyone out there is staying safe, staying healthy, and go check out Locked On NBA's NBA Mock Draft. Deuces!